0: C.K. Barrett's introduction to his commentary on the Epistle to the Romans reflects a careful balance between personal interpretation and scholarly tradition. Barrett emphasizes that his translation is not merely a linguistic exercise, but an integral component of his commentary, aimed at elucidating what he discerns as the Apostle Paul's intended message. He consciously avoids excessive reliance on other translations to preserve traditional renderings, except where a fresh perspective is warranted. Barrett's approach is inclusive, integrating occasional Greek terms and textual variants to enrich the commentary for those with knowledge of biblical languages, while ensuring these elements do not obstruct the comprehension of his primary arguments for those less familiar with Greek. Acknowledging the rich heritage of biblical scholarship, Barrett expresses gratitude to predecessors whose works have scaffolded his understanding. He specifically cites Hans Lietzmann, Otto Michel, W. Sande and A.C. Headlam for their foundational contributions, demonstrating his work is not in isolation but is a continuation of a long-standing scholarly dialogue. However, Barrett's commentary is not merely an amalgamation of previous works. It is a tapestry woven with his unique insights and interpretations, influenced profoundly by his theological journey and the scholars he holds in high regard. Particularly noteworthy is Barrett's tribute to theologians Martin Luther, John Calvin, and Karl Barth whose works have profoundly shaped his theological perspective and Christian commitment. He reminisces about the transformative impact of Barth's commentary on Romans during his formative years, Calvin's exemplary critical and theological rigor, and the depth and intensity of Luther's engagement with fundamental theological themes in his scholia on Romans. In essence, Barrett's preface presents his commentary as a thoughtful, scholarly work, deeply rooted in tradition, yet distinctly personal. It is an academic endeavor enriched by a lifetime of theological reflection and a deep sense of gratitude and respect for the giants of biblical scholarship and theology whose works have guided and inspired his scholarly and spiritual journey. Also, in the preface to the second edition of his Commentary on Romans, Barrett begins by reaffirming the sentiments expressed in the first edition, Maintaining his gratitude towards the influential figures and foundational texts that shaped his initial work. However, he expands this circle of appreciation to include a broader spectrum of scholars whose contributions to the study of Romans and Pauline theology have significantly enhanced his understanding since the publication of his first edition. Barrett particularly commends the work of his long standing colleague and friend Charles Cranfield, whose comprehensive and insightful commentary stands as a beacon for all aspiring authors in the field. He encourages readers seeking a more in-depth analysis to consult Cranfield's work, noting that it provides a level of detail and depth of thought surpassing his own, albeit with a candid acknowledgement of occasional points of divergence in their interpretations. Moreover, Barrett acknowledges the contributions of scholars like Ernst Kazimann, Ulrich Wilkins, and James Dunn each bringing substantial scholarship and unique perspectives to the study of Paul's letters. These works, along with those of Ernest Best, Matthew Black, F.F. Bruce, and others, collectively represent a rich tapestry of Pauline interpretation, offering varied scales and depths of analysis. In addition to these commentaries, Barrett notes the broader contributions to Pauline theology by scholars such as E.P. Sanders and J.C. Becker. He also mentions A.J.M. Wedderburn's recent work, indicating the ongoing evolution of the scholarly discourse surrounding Romans. Despite this wealth of scholarly material, Barrett acknowledges the practical constraints that preclude a complete revision of his first edition to fully integrate these new perspectives. He opts for a more measured approach, making corrections and expansions where necessary to enhance the commentary, while preserving its original scope and scale. Barrett concludes by expressing his deep gratitude towards his publishers for their enduring support and for the opportunity to engage once again with the epistle to the Romans, which he profoundly regards as the purest essence of the gospel message. Further, Barrett accentuates its pivotal role in Christian theology. Authored by the Apostle Paul, its theological depth and influence on key figures such as Augustine, Luther, Wesley, and Barth are affirmed. Barrett views the epistle as not just a mere doctrinal piece, but a window into Paul's life and the broader context of the first century, offering clarity and relevance to contemporary readers. Paul's background, from his upbringing in Tarsus to his rigorous Jewish education under Rabban Gamaliel in Jerusalem, set the stage for his initial opposition to Christianity. His zealous protection of Judaism led to the persecution of the early church. However, a transformative encounter with the risen Christ catalyzed his conversion, reshaping his life into a mission of spreading the Christian faith. The letter to the Romans is believed to have been written during Paul's stay in Corinth, around A.D. 55, marking a period of mature theological reflection. The epistle was addressed to a diverse Christian community in Rome, a city with a significant Jewish population. This community was marked by a blend of Jewish and Gentile believers, reflecting the growing diversity within early Christianity. Paul's primary motive for writing was to introduce himself and his gospel to the Roman Christians in preparation for his planned visit and a further mission to Spain. The epistle serves as a comprehensive exposition of his gospel, addressing the coexistence of Jewish and Gentile members within the church and discussing theological and practical concerns. The strategic importance of Rome, both as a political and religious hub, is asserted. Paul's letter, therefore, stands as a foundational theological treatise, shaping the trajectory of Christian thought and community life for generations to come. Besides, Barrett delves into the transformative encounter Paul had with the risen Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. This profound experience compelled Paul to fundamentally reassess his religious convictions, predominantly rooted in Judaism. Prior to this, Paul strictly adhered to Jewish laws and traditions, but the realization that Jesus was not just alive but resurrected as a divine entity necessitated a drastic reevaluation of his beliefs. Central to Paul's theological transformation were two key areas eschatology and the law. Eschatologically, Paul's traditional Jewish beliefs anticipated a future Messiah and a forthcoming kingdom of God. The encounter with Christ, however, revealed that these events were not merely future prospects, but had commenced with Jesus' life and work. This revelation bridged the gap between the present and the future, giving faith an immediate and tangible reality, a stark contrast to the distant, future-oriented view of traditional Judaism. The law presented a profound challenge for Paul. The legal system had condemned Jesus, Yet the divine act of resurrection directly contradicted this condemnation, signaling God's approval of Jesus. This paradox forced Paul to rethink the role and interpretation of the law. While the law remained God's word, its mediator role between God and man was now fulfilled by Jesus Christ, not by adherence to the law itself. Barrett presents Paul's theological evolution as a meticulous process of reconciling his ingrained Jewish beliefs with his newfound Christian faith. This journey, intricately woven throughout his epistle to the Romans, reflects Paul's struggle and deliberation in forging a nuanced understanding of faith, salvation, and the intricate dynamics between God, the law, and humanity. Paul's writings, therefore, offer a profound insight into the transformative power of faith and the complex nature of religious identity and belief. Last but not least, Barrett's examination of the epistle to the Romans dives into the complexities of its literary structure, focusing on the text's authenticity and the conundrum surrounding its intended recipients. Barrett's scrutiny is particularly pointed at the epistle's concluding sections, where manuscript variations stir debates about the originality and placement of specific parts, notably the grace and the doxology. These textual inconsistencies suggest a convoluted history of transmission adding layers of mystery to the epistle's genesis and evolution. Barrett highlights the intriguing possibility that references to Rome in the opening verses might be extraneous, a hypothesis supported by certain manuscripts. This revelation opens the door to a broader interpretation of the epistle's audience, severing the exclusive tie to Rome and enveloping the epistle in a shroud of universalism. The discussion then shifts to the peculiarities in the text's final chapters, Where the presence and positioning of the grace and the doxology vary significantly across manuscripts. This inconsistency points to a fragmented transmission process, with different communities possibly tailoring the text to fit their theological and liturgical needs. Also, Barrett digs into the early church's reception of the epistle, noting the conspicuous absence of chapters 15 and 16 in the writings of early church fathers such as Irenaeus, Tertullian, and Cyprian. This silence, coupled with Tertullian's cryptic reference to Romans 14:10, raises questions about the original extent of the epistle. The discussion takes a speculative turn with the suggestion of the doxology's Marcionite origin. Its content and stylistic deviation from Pauline doctrine further complicating the epistle's narrative. In an attempt to untangle this textual knot, Barrett presents three hypotheses. The first considers multiple versions of the epistle each tailored to a different audience—a notion that aligns with G. Zuntz's view of the doxology's orthodox adaptation. The second hypothesis, influenced by the unique readings in P46, suggests a fluid composition, with sections added or modified by Paul or subsequent scribes. The third, more conservative view, downplays the significance of P46's peculiarities, attributing the variations to practical alterations and liturgical additions over time. Barrett's insightful exploration, while shedding light on the epistle's intricate literary fabric, acknowledges the inherent limitations in fully resolving these historical and textual puzzles. His analysis, a blend of meticulous scholarship and cautious speculation, provides a nuanced perspective on the epistle to the Romans, celebrating its rich textual heritage while recognizing the enigmatic shadows that continue to envelop its history. In conclusion, Barrett's commentary on the Epistle to the Romans is a testament to his scholarly rigor and theological depth. In his Introduction and Reflections, Barrett presents a nuanced approach that combines personal interpretation with a reverence for scholarly tradition. His translation is not a mere linguistic rendition, but an interpretative endeavor aimed at uncovering the Apostle Paul's intended message. Barrett carefully integrates Greek terms and textual variants enriching the commentary for those versed in biblical languages while maintaining accessibility for a broader audience. Moreover, in the second edition's preface, Barrett acknowledges the evolving landscape of Pauline's scholarship. He expresses deep respect for contemporaries like Charles Cranfield, whose comprehensive commentary he recommends for its depth, while also recognizing divergent interpretations. Barrett appreciates contributions from scholars such as Ernst Kasemann, Ulrich Wilkins, and James Dunn, each bringing substantial scholarship and unique perspectives to Pauline's studies. Furthermore, Barrett examines the epistle's role in shaping Christian theology, indicating its influence on pivotal figures like Augustine and Luther. He offers insights into Paul's background, his dramatic conversion, and the subsequent theological transformation that profoundly reshaped his perspectives on eschatology and the law. In addition, Barrett critically examines the epistle's literary structure, addressing debates surrounding its authenticity and the variances in its concluding sections. He suggests the possibility that the epistle was intended for a broader audience than just the Romans, considering the textual inconsistencies and variations in manuscript traditions. Overall, Barrett's work is a rich tapestry of meticulous scholarship, personal reflection, and theological exploration. It not only dissects the text in depth, but also situates it within the expansive spectrum of biblical scholarship and Christian theological discourse, making it an invaluable resource for both scholars and devout readers alike.